Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special episode of the latest PS5. Now, we released a few episodes before about Pro Evolution Soccer. We obviously interviewed Konami, um, Adam Batty, and obviously we spoke Destiny with Nico. You guys loved it. And a lot of people were asking about a particular horror game, and I thought, who better to get on the show than uh, a man who has literally followed every tiny tidbit of the game <laughs> since it was first announced, William. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? No, I'm doing very well. Nick. Thank you for having me on the show. No, excellent. Uh, we thought, right, we need to get, if we can't get the developers for now on the show, then we're getting William because he knows just as much about the game as they do probably. And I'm also joined listeners by my uh, my Tekken crash dummy himself, Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? Tekken crash dummy, you got jokes. How are you doing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? I'm here drinking a nice big bottle of Heineken. What size is this? Is this one of those... <laughs> yeah, 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 the big ones, the 650 mils. So it's going to be a good night. <laughs> it's going to be a baking hot day as well, man. It's beautiful. The weather's really nice today, so I'm feeling quite buzzed. <laughs> great, great. Well, listeners, we're here to talk about Quantum Error, specifically the 18 minute extended gameplay look that uh, Team Kill Media gave to Games Radar, which was all around the spring showcase of the future game show. And we have um, William on the show today. William. Before we get into everything about Quantum Error and that, how are you? Obviously, in the UK and the world as a whole, the last year has been a bit crazy. Have you been okay? Definitely. Family okay? Everyone okay? Yeah, doing okay, really. Well, um, for me, my girlfriend, it's not really changed. We both work in schools. So um, we've both been either in school or been doing it online. So it's been, right. um, it's been a bit very much of a crazy one, really. Like We've both recently just come out. We've just both had COVID as well. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. Yeah, we both. Um, okay? I just, yeah, yeah, okay, really. It's um, I had a, like a really bad migraine for three days. Couldn't eat for a couple of days, but um, no coming back out of it now. So glad to finally feel normal and finally play yeah. some games and stuff again. It's been a, <laughs> yeah, been a crazy one. And we've literally just um, we bought a house as well. I'm collecting the keys tomorrow. Oh, nice! Congratulations! Nice. Yeah, no, thank you very much. But it's, yeah, but it's been absolutely crazy. It's just been nonstop. What a week! Eighteen minute gameplay extended look and house keys. You know what you can't go wrong there. <laughs> well, um, just tell the listeners um, a bit about your gaming history. Uh, you know your the consoles that you've owned, your favorite games, sort of thing, and then obviously just go into um, your Quantum Era channel. Okay, so um, I got into gaming at a very young age, really, because um, as a child I had photophobia, which meant that it was um, very sensitive to sunlight so our house was completely blacked out um i couldn't leave the house without like a specialist glasses and a hat and uh i couldn't stay out in the sun too long so what can you do if you suck at home all the time is just play games so yeah. at a very young age i had an nes started straight away um, nice. yeah super mario brothers all that um and then eventually it got to the ps1 um my nanny granddad work at car beat sales and they were getting into the um uh like you know like the burn games so mm-hmm. like that literally every time i would see them i'd get like a collection of like 20 30 um games just like <laughs> oh, i just i just literally just play them through constantly so um really big horror fan um nice. so like resident evil silent hill um especially like when you get to the ps2 you got uh Project Zero. Oh, what a game. Something, uh, absolutely amazing series. Again, needs to come back. Did you ever we play did you, did you ever play Siren? Yes, Siren. Absolutely love Siren, especially on PS3. Um, yeah. Absolutely loved it as well. No, it was great. It was absolutely um, a unique game, to say yeah. the least, yeah. on that one. But from one horror game to another, we're here to talk about Quantum Error, a game we're all really excited for here. Um, so for the listeners who are unaware, but shouldn't be because me and Alex talk about it a lot, but uh, who are unaware about the game, um, yeah. give the listeners a brief introduction into you know Quantum Error, what type of game it is, when it was in Veal, the developers, things like that, just so they get a bit of background. Okay. Um, so basically, it's touted as a, a cosmic horror FPS um, in vain of like Dead Space, that kind of thing. 
And in a recent interview, they said that um, it's a Metal Gear-style story in a Halo world with a Dead Space cosmic twist. Probably one of the greatest right. greatest comparison like sentences for a game know, you're right. ever going to hear, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an absolutely... Um, yeah, just like even just from the small tidbits of the story that we have currently, it's it sounds... It, it's really expansive because they've announced that it's um, uh, three games they've announced. Um, so, yeah, so we'll know the fact the whole story at the end of three. It's been written as a trilogy. Um, but, yeah, no, it's an absolutely amazing game. It's made by four brothers, uh, Team Kill Media. Mm. Uh, it's just unbelievable that a team of four people could create something like this in such a sh- yeah. short space of time. Like they, they only announced it a year ago. Yeah. Look how far they've come. Yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. It looks yeah. Really, the visuals. Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, those, those three comparisons, man. What Metal Gear Solid with the Halo edition. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't. You can't pick a better mix if you've got to mix oh. like a perfect game. You can't. You can just stick that in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You could, couldn't you? Well, so, um, I mean. One thing that really uh, intrigued me, am I right? Wasn't it one of the first PS5 gameplay videos? Well, obviously, yeah. we don't know if it was actually running on a PS5 dev kit, but it was. I'm pretty sure it was one of the first like v- gameplay videos that was available to see what, you know, a game that basically was confirmed for PS5 at the time, you know, and they showed that original gameplay trailer, which was proper eerie and claustrophobic and everything. I was trying to think that it... I can't believe it's been over a year. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Team Kill, you're listening. Yeah. We know you're listening. You're striving <laughs> for this information. You need to keep this I going know. now. Keep it going <laughs> on that front, you know. And it was great to see. Uh, it was so funny. So um, I was actually playing a different horror game. I was playing Layers of Fear 2, and I was like, I don't like watching some of... If you've watched some of the live streams of game shows, you never really stream... They always stream in 1080p, don't they? They don't really go in that full 4K, and I was like, I don't want to do Quantum Error some injustice, right? I'll wait. So I waited until the next morning. I didn't check my phone or anything like that, and my reaction video uh, says it all to Quantum Error, you know, on that demo. But then obviously the announcement came that that four and a half minute demo from the future game show, there's actually a um, an extended 18 minute look of that same demo where we get to see a lot more, which is what we want to talk about today. So the way I want to do it, guys, uh, and for the listeners listening is um, I've took notes. <laughs> I want to I want to break down uh, each section and just yeah. get your opinions on it. How does that sound? That sounds good to me. Excellent. Um, so... Obviously, the demo opens with Captain Jacob Thomas, who is the protagonist of the game. Yeah. And uh, before we get into, obviously, what we see, uh, the first thing we notice straight off the bat is the on-screen hub. You know, so you have your mission objective, which is in the top left. You have your health and your stamina, which is at the bottom left. Um, you have that speech intercom right middle. And then you have the ammo count at the bottom right. Um your thoughts on that, because obviously they talk about Dead Space. Dead Space was renowned for minimizing the hub onto the character. Uh, there's quite a lot in that Quantum Era screen, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. They've squeezed so much information into such a tiny... It feels like you're almost in seeing it through his eyes in his helmet. It's, um, it's a cracking job what they've done with the HUD, yeah. And Alex, mm. did you notice the side of the screens are in the first person mode? I'm so excited to talk about third person, but the first person <laughs> mode, like how it's like sort of shaded on black to signify like the mask, so it really adds to that eerie element, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you really feel like you're you've actually got the helmet on top of you, doesn't it? Like you you got that sense of claustrophobic space, you know, uh, or lack of space. Um, but yeah, man, it looks it looks nice, but it doesn't look like. Um, it's not overpopulated. It's quite clean looking, but it gives you all the essential information, you know, like the, the health and location and orientation. Mm. Um, so I like I like that look. I like that aesthetic. You know what I mean? It just makes you uh, you're able to focus on the action more, aren't you? Uh, but oh my gosh, some of this action looks a bit crazy. It looks <laughs> really. It does. <laughs> it does, and we'll get into it. Frozen heads. These frozen floating heads. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But then um, the inventory wheel comes up, which is on the left-hand side of the screen. 
So yeah. it obviously mm -hmm. differentiates itself from the weapon wheel. Um, obviously, we saw, um, you know, eagle eyes would have spot K-12 saw, what looked like a either a melee icon or just a hand icon to say that you're not holding a weapon, an axe, and something that looked like a, a, a crazy Conan the Barbarian looking like dagger on one of the icons, and then obviously what looked like a really sharp hammer. But then he switches, just a couple of seconds later, there's that wife's crazy room scent smell thing making noises in the back of my head. Uh, but then he's, he then switches to um, a weapon wheel on the right-hand side of the screen. So again, great you know, way to obviously separate those things where we see a pistol, uh, again, that melee-like icon, a shotgun, um, what looks like an assault rifle, and some crazy-looking, you know, space gun that we don't have the name for at this part of the demo. Um, your thoughts on the way that they've separated, obviously, um, items that you use in the world, such as axes and that, which, which we see him using later in the game, and then obviously having the weapon wheel to the right where you keep all your weapons and stuff. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's very creative with what they've done because obviously um, it's touted as um, you're playing as a firefighter, so you will have um, tools that firefighters use. So, for example, later in the gameplay, you see the jaws of life. Mm. Um, there's the axes yeah. also. Um, there's like a thermal camera that we've seen in a different gameplay, mm. which yeah. will. Um, so obviously, when you get to those areas where it's um, the smoke is filled or it's really dark. You can see looking out for NPCs who you need to rescue, or you can see the enemies as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's 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 great how they've kept those real-world tools separately, and then you get these obviously the normal guns like your handguns, and then all these different crazy weapons later on, which we'll probably talk about. But yeah, no, it's really great. And then, Alex, um, your thoughts on, obviously, again, just the inventory system and stuff, how it, uh, it's snappy, isn't it? Just quick, like, it just comes up, doesn't take you out of the world or anything like that, which is, is always a good thing, because if you're about to die, you quickly bring up the wheel if you're scared, right? Hopefully nothing's yeah. moving in the background, you can hold it, and you'll be like, I don't want to let go, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, everything just run, like, simultaneously, but I do love the, the choice of weapons and just general tools so i mean i'm guessing that this guy's a firefighter of some sort right yeah yeah okay okay so it's um yeah i just like the way they've incorporated that into i mean when's the last time you saw a firefighter in space or in a fps <laughs> especially to this capacity um especially the way he uses a grinder at that one point when he's trying to get through you know one of the doors i'm thinking let me know yeah i can just imagine when you're in like um, a high stakes um, attack from loads of enemies and you run out of ammo so then you pull out that K2 story and oh, start swiping yeah. yeah pop with the girls alive it's crazy yeah. it, is, it yeah. is absolutely crazy and talking about um, enemies so I'll just go through a quick few points here he takes a shotgun out um, dismembers I don't know the name so I, I, I call it blob you know he just dismembers <laughs> this blob enemy yeah. this huge enemy and absolutely takes it apart with the shotgun and then he goes around the corner, and one thing I want to highlight here is, so there's an enemy that's hidden behind uh, just some cargo boxes, but he's shooting the lighting that is coming up from behind that cargo box. Like You can see this like, blue haze popping yeah, out yeah. every time it shoots. Absolutely stunning. Obviously kills the enemy. Yeah. And then William, what the hell comes out of the I corpse? Know. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, um, they've touted it. Um, we have like a, a conversation after the gameplay, but like a few tweets, and it's um, sort of like a human jellyfish. So it's sort of um, how I imagine it is like you know, like the head crabs from Half Life. Yeah, yeah. So imagine like they've been taken over these dead bodies, and then yeah, you've got these weird alien floating human jellyfish enemies, and it's just yeah. They've mentioned that because the game starts off on on the Earth, you'll have like the normal type enemies, and as we go further into space and all these different planets they get more alien-esque and they start more often so i yeah the enemy design has just been fantastic and can't wait to see um i love the freezing aspect of it the fact is that they're like literally just frozen in mid-air it's just yeah it's just it's a really you know eerie sense to it all isn't it i mean yeah, yeah it looks like a you know a really kick-ass fps but yeah that horror aspect of it ugh. It's, but it's, it's enthralling though. I, I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see exactly how we can uh, get to utilize all these weapons. Um, and the animation, the character animations, look freaking great. 
you know, you've yeah. got this thing. Well, we'll yeah, get into well, that. We'll get into that yeah. in a bit at the end with a message that they put at the end of the video. Um, we'll move on from there. He 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 opens up with the pistol and just takes someone's head clean off with a single shot. Uh, yeah. The guy who was obviously recording the gameplay demo, he definitely smirked when he pulled that one off. Um, you know, then we see the blood squirting out. So yeah, this is definitely an 18 rated game on that definitely. sense. Um, what's interesting now is he moves on and then he finds uh, obviously one of the many space-like prototype weapons. Uh, am I right? The YX-58. Uh, it's like a prototype railgun. Um, yeah. That got me yeah. really happy. Then I was like, "Oh yes, oh yes." <laughs> and then he moves on really quick, and he finds the. He goes into a room where there's quite a few suits, but then he finds yeah. the advanced. He obviously he puts on the advanced fire um, gear, basically. Uh, but I mean, Alex, you saw the room with all the suits and that. Do you think um, obviously you'll get an opportunity to choose and wear different suits in the game? Obviously, this I'm one had special suit. perks to it. Like, uh, I want to say, I think it said it had a low-powered jetpack. Um, yeah, and it had the off-world oxygen supply and the increased resistance to fire, I think it said. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. There, there could be a strategic play to that, isn't it? Like, choosing what suits to wear in certain areas. It looks like it, yeah. I guess they might even have different weight categories as well. Ones will slow you down. Um, others, like, resistant to certain, well, certain elements like fire. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, man. I mean... There's, there's nothing more I can actually say from seeing the suits is good. It just adds another layer to the game, which just makes, yeah. you know you can actually apply a bit more strategy um, to how you complete it. So I like that element. Mm. And then William, uh, your thoughts on obviously the, the the rail gun and then the room with many suits. Yeah, the the rail gun looks fantastic, especially a bit further on in the gameplay where um, he <laughs> takes out one of the big bloaty ones where he zooms in. And it's just it's just reminiscent of like um, like Unreal Tournament, you know. Like Doom, they those type of weapons. It's really reminiscent yeah. of those. So you can really see the inspiration there. Um, and with the suits, I did notice some of the names. So I think it was a medical one. Yeah. Um, so obviously that'll help, depending on the condition of the NPCs that you find. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing you might have to maybe reattach limbs of some sort or <laughs> that sort yeah. of thing. And then there's obviously like a normal general one as well. Um, I'm wondering if there'll be obviously a bigger selection later on, so like maybe a more aggressive type suit. So if you're fighting the boss and enemy boss, you want to have mm. like honestly a stronger, more defensive one with less um, yeah. medical help, that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got hub room vibes for this yeah. sort of area. Like you know, where I don't think this game has a safe space. But maybe it does. You never know. That's where you maybe put the NPCs no, and you have access to the suits and stuff. But uh, I kind of hope it doesn't. You know, Team Kill, if you're listening, get that hub room out. Nothing should be safe <laughs> in this game, right? There's no yeah, sacred no. ground here. But um, yeah. it was really, really interesting. And, yeah, when I saw the low-power jetpack, I was like, interesting. That You know, let's see what happens. And then, bang. We hit the game changer in the next section. So obviously Jacob goes outside to reveal the Hauser station and you realise all of a sudden that you're on Jupiter. You know, obviously us gamers who are watching, we realise, all right, we're on Jupiter, we're not just on a space station. And we then have obviously the, the outside fight or the battle, which obviously was revealed um, in that four-minute future game show and then the extended. Um, but, oh my God, like... My reaction to the third person switch, I was just, uh, I, I was still buzzing off the like the the side strafe that he pulled off, like the dodge. Yeah. I was like, oh, and then he switched to third person, and then I was just like, no, you didn't, no, you didn't <laughs> do that, you didn't do yeah. that. I mean, what was your thoughts, obviously, on that whole, just up to the section before he finds the vehicle? So obviously that whole fight scene, and then obviously the, the yeah. unveiling of switch to third person. It was just, it's, it's been a completely different change of, from what we've seen, because obviously the first few gameplays we saw, it was claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. You were going through these tiny corridors, and you didn't know what was around the corner, and now you literally, the doors open, you've got this giant expanse of a planet, and you've got all these enemies running it. You've got a giant spider, you've got the boomer, you've got the puppet enemy. You freeze them, and then third person, boom, you're straight away attacking all these different enemies. And, oh, it was just, yeah. It was just absolutely amazing just to see all these different because obviously the developments come on so much mm. from mm. the previous gameplay we only saw a tiny bit but they, they've always been they've always talked about or how big the story is and how different the game is for as you play throughout 
and right. it's been so great to now see those different layers building up um yeah no it was amazing especially at that third person i literally screamed at the screen i was like oh my god <laughs> i was just then, like, I, I couldn't believe it i was just like oh no. as soon as he did it i just like blinked yeah. and saw dead space for two seconds i was like oh my god <laughs> you know like what have i just seen <laughs> yeah I know, and it's just how fluid it is. Like, you can jump in and out of first person. It's, like, oblivion-esque. It's just like, oh. I mean, Alex, your thoughts. So you have first person, which works really well. And then, obviously, third person, do you think it will... I mean, it does actually give you that tactical change, doesn't it, in how you approach a combat? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think it was a it was a much welcomed addition to the genre, really. I mean, yeah, I guess it's you know we we you either choose between the two. You know, what I mean, the games like Gears of War, even Destiny. You know, it's like it's either going to be one or the other. But the fact that you can just flip in and out at any you know in, in any instance, because at first I thought it was only when you were outside that you actually get like the first third person um, perspective. Uh, but when they actually then cut back inside, you know, you, you're still in that claustrophobic space, and then he cuts to third person. I was like, wow, nice. You know, it's just a nice, it's a welcomed element to the game. Uh, and yes, it's it's just going to make it a lot more, um, I guess, visually interesting to actually mm, see your definitely. character. You know, because oh, how many times is it? it's like a you know, cyberpunk is a victim to this as well. You know, it's like you can go customize pretty much various parts of your you know your character, but you can't actually see it until you look in a mirror. So it's like, what's yeah. But at least with this, you can see instantly. You know what I mean? And like you can just decide what type of what style of play that you want to go for. Um, if you really want to go for that claustrophobic element, you can do that. If you want to go for third person, see all the action, you can switch. You mm. know, so yeah, I'm loving that. Really, that's a, that's a Top points for me, man. Definitely top points for me. And then another <laughs> bombshell. Literally, they, you know, they were like, "We've done one. We might as well do another one." What initially started out a year ago as this claustrophobic, uh, you know, first person shooter turns into full blown um, mayhem when he gets in a vehicle, and then obviously in the extended look starts to drive around. And can I just give a shout out to the um, the solar winds effect on the sound yeah, as he's driving? Yeah, that looks amazing. It did. It did look really, yeah. really good. Um, you know, but I mean, William, it's just the game's grown so much, hasn't it? I mean, the fact that what we saw a year ago to what we were watching, and then he gets in a vehicle and starts driving around. I know it's it's it just conjures up like how many possibilities. Like, with, could it be possibly using the boss battle? Could a boss be so big that you've got to use a vehicle to escape, or will there be guns on these vehicles and that sort of thing? Yeah, um, yeah it's it's just. As you say, like it's a, it's been a big game changer with it all, and it does open up so much. Hmm. And I, I I think for me, I think what I really want, and I, I'm kind of hoping it happens, is you can imagine, you know, I'm saying this like I'm an expert. Say you're on another planet, you know, and you're trying to go to another station that isn't connected. You probably will need a vehicle to get there because the suit won't last long. So I'm I actually. Yeah, do hope there's sections in this game similar to Alien Isolation where you only have a certain amount of time out yeah. there before your suit degrades. Or Because if this is Jupiter, the winds must be insane. Um, but, you know, it'd be really interesting to see if, you know, your choice of suit was the wrong choice when you're going into an outside bit. You're like, oh, no, um, mm-hmm. which would be really interesting. But then, Alex, we go around a corner, um, another enemy encounter... But this time, uh, one of the enemies that is killed decides that it wants to implode <laughs> after it's died, which again shows different types of enemies. And you know, even if you kill an enemy, you just you can kill an enemy and then you get like an alien head pop out, or you can kill an enemy <laughs> and it blows itself up. So you just aren't safe yeah. even after you've done it. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I mean, that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like morphing um, enemies. <laughs> I just don't want to try walking something more sinister than you know the first uh, first instance. But yeah, I just like the craziness about it, man. I mean, I like the fact that they've actually gone to town, they've definitely gone down Crazy Street and come up with the most diabolical, insane um, character designs or enemy designs that they could come up with, and that's where you have these crazy type of <laughs> images, you know, yeah. which I'm, I'm looking forward to see. I mean, this is only the stuff that we said in the demo. Um, I can't wait to see what there's, what they've got in store for like the later levels. Um, mm. But I'm loving what I'm seeing so far, um, especially those ones that stick to the ceiling and that, that weird... Oh, we'll get to that yeah. nasty-ass uh, stuff in a bit. Uh, absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <do> <laughs> but I mean, uh, William, 
can you picture it now? You, you, you've just come out of a boss battle. You've barely got any life left. You kill an enemy and then it explodes behind you after you've know, killed uh, it. <laughs> the scenes. The scenes. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was it was exceptional. But then obviously we move in, you know, the game changes its pace again. We see outside, we then go um, back inside. Now before we get into the elevator here, shout out to obviously um, the effects you see on the screen because this is the first time where we really see fire in play in this demo. Um, yeah. You know, and the, the the phase effect it has on the screen is really really cool. And also. William, you mentioned it before, the jaws of life. <laughs> you know, this yeah. is where they come out and they start taking oh, people yeah. apart. I mean, <laughs> you can see that fire is going to play a big part in this game, can't you? Oh, 100%, yeah. For, that's been one of the consistent things that I think we've seen from the very first iteration of the trailer to now is that the fire effects, hmm. the amount of effort that must have gone into those from the start because it looks... The fire is always notoriously a really hard thing to do in games and it always sort of takes you out of that atmosphere. Yeah, but, it does. But with this, it's it literally it's just that extra layer of detail that's gone into it. And mm. obviously with all the different firefighting tools we'll have as well, like with the the fire hose that we see later on and the fire extinguisher and everything else, just how that in, interacts, how that plays as well. When you're putting the fires out, it looks absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yeah. I mean... Goodness. Alex, um, obviously, just obviously coming out of that scene, he goes down into an elevator. But then when he comes out, again, something different here. We now see some sort of growth slash fungus-like thing growing on the wall. And, you know, the, the, the developer really makes a point to, like, kneel down for you to see that in detail. I mean, and I, I'm pretty sure, I'm right in saying there's a body in the fungus, isn't there? Uh, there is, yeah. Well. It's just attached yeah. to it. It's... I'm really getting like some like alien type vibes, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's never a good sign when you see fungus growing off metal, <laughs> you know. So um, <laughs> we're gonna find out exactly why. Yeah. Not gonna delve into it. Ugh. I don't know. I'm getting chills already. You know, I'm not even playing the game, and um, but that's a good sign. You know, it. it I could already feel uh, the way this game's gonna immerse me, um, and it just feels different to other shooters. You know, it really feels like they're, you know, they're, they're taking all the good pages out of all the other books and just like just going left, you know, and doing something unique. And I think that's what's necessary, especially for uh, this upcoming generation. So, oh, sorry, this current generation. Sorry, we're in it now, aren't we? Yeah, so, yeah it's yeah. hard to get. It's hard to get used to, even though people can't get a hold of the machines. It's, we keep forgetting it's no, the current yeah. generation. Um, William, I mean, what's your thoughts on obviously the growth on the walls and things like that? Well, the standard enemy in the game is called um, they're called puppets, and mm. we've seen different iterations throughout the gameplay, especially today. So you have the puppets that have partially changed, that are sort of like the melting yellow, mm. like sort of like oh, yeah. poison, the acid type thing. And then the enemy that we saw in the, uh, earlier in the gameplay with the sort of had the, like the bladed arms that got um, frozen. Yeah, mm. that's that's the final um, puppet, if you will. That's what it would develop into is the full growth from that. Edward um, hands, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, um, <laughs> so it's quite interesting that obviously the name's Puppet and it comes from like, it looks sort of like a hive. Mm, yeah. So are, are they being controlled by something? Like, or a big, I'm guessing like a bigger enemy or some sort of boss, I'm guessing, mm, yeah. um, controls them. Again, very, um, very, you know, a game, it's very control slash Dead Space 2. You know, yeah. that, in that sense, um, if there's obviously yeah. a central, like, um, you know, nervous system or a hive brain that controls everything, so it will be interesting to see where that goes on yeah. that front. But then um, another different thing happens here as well. So uh, another two enemies or three enemies come now, and he takes the head off one enemy, but it still keeps coming despite not ha well, you know, it's been decapitated, but it's still coming at you. It's still swinging at you. <laughs> How crazy is that, William? The fact that, you know, say you're down to your last few bullets, your go-to is always a headshot. You know, know. as a gamer, you think, right, if I, if, I, if I haven't got enough, I'm either taking a knee out or I'm taking a headshot. And you can't, you're not even safe with a headshot in this game half no. the time, are you? No, not at all. I think that's, the, from a really good horror game, is that const, constant feeling of not feeling safe. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like literally everything you look around you could kill you. Is mm. I think that's what 
the best horrors do the best. Mm, yeah. Especially, especially like earlier on with the blue, um, like sort of human jellyfish enemies. Like when you kill them, they're floating sort of mid-space. So are they dead? Are they alive? Could they come back and jump at you? Could they? They, they look like they're going to be silent as well. So they could float up behind you, and it just conjures up so many different possibilities. Oh, that, I don't want to think that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> turn around, and it plunks itself in your head. Alex, yeah. we then uh, we see a perfect example of uh, obviously Team Kill Media have revealed that ninety nine percent or ninety nine point nine percent to be specific of in game objects and so that will be f- physically simulated. So we see some nasty, nasty looking animations on that monster on the roof when it gets hit with a shotgun. I mean, it's disgusting watching that body upside down yeah. flap around as it gets hit with a shotgun, isn't it? It's like. Oh. It's really, it's really nasty, and the fact is that it's like gridded as well. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's it's soaked through like a metallic mesh, and it's still moving through it. I mean, that concept alone is trippy. Um, but yeah, the way you just shoot the heads and it's just like dangling. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't know whether it's going to come back alive. You know what I mean? And pretty grab you up, tear off your head or something. Um, yeah, like it, it looks really. It looks really eerie. I'm checking it out now. It's, it's, it is. It is. It's nasty, <laughs> William. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm going to regret asking this, but if you have you got any more info on that nasty ass thing on the roof? Um, well, yeah, it, it, the development name currently is um, like a human pizza, which <laughs> it's it's perfect, isn't it? it? It's the perfect name for it. I hope they keep that name, is it? Oh wait, um, you be you be serious? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were just messing. No, 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 I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, one of the developers commented saying, "Oh, yeah, we're calling it the Human Pizza at the moment." <laughs> Obviously, won't be the final name of it, but <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. T one. Yeah. It was also interesting with its attack. It seemed to like stun you. Yeah, definitely. And it takes the whole screen, It takes the whole screen as well. So if there's multiple enemies, you're pretty much effed on that sense, aren't you? Uh, it was crazy, and then um, you know I got a pop on the next enemy. So obviously, we kill a few more heads, Alex, and then we reach a big fire. And then what can only be described as a T one thousand walking through the flames comes right at you. Now the lighting effects on the reflections on this enemy is insane. Yeah. But then obviously, how he kills him, I I joked about it. I said, "Why is he using an axe?" And then he takes <laughs> and then he takes the head off. <laughs> Stunning, right? But it's kind of cool to see that the, the, the fight, as you guys have mentioned, that the um, you know the, the the utilities and the items that he has for his job, he can use his weapons because that was what a hit with that axe. Yeah, you can definitely tell that this guy's a pro. Uh, <laughs> you can definitely tell that these developers are fans of Blade. You know, because uh, <laughs> there's been a couple of uh, scenes. Uh, bad guys in there who had similar type of effects, and I love that effect. It's a great way of um, just displaying somebody who's just been charred, still glistening. You know, we can still see like the charcoal and like all, all the embers still, you know, alight. Um, and yeah, a testament to the uh, game designers. Uh, the fire is looking on point, mm-hmm. and everything that's related to it is just looking great. Even down to, I don't know, just the the, the way the light refracts above the flames. You know, they've got that. You can actually feel the intensity. And how intense, you know, how hot these flames actually are. Mm. Uh, so it's not just like a regular fire that you're trying to put out. There are definitely some serious chemical vibes. Um, but yeah, um, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, William, your yes, thoughts obviously awesome. on the enemy coming through the axe, and then the uh, you mentioned it that the fire extinguisher. You know how he gets used to that, and he starts taking out the fires around, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's it'd be really interesting to see how it is with gameplay, especially with um. The different strengths of fires because at the moment we've only seen those very it's obviously still fire but it's um it's not like an immediate danger to you but those mm. those rooms that you enter and it's um maybe there's a backdraft or a window opens and loads like the fire just rushes around you yeah. like mid-combat and you can't see what you're doing at all mm. I, I think that's the uh yeah it'd be really interesting to see how that how fire becomes more part of the gameplay definitely and i think as well that there'll be some 
elements to it because we do see it in the demo where i mean throughout the demo he's picking up health items and ammo and weapons in that sense but there, there, there will be areas where if there are a number of npcs that maybe they're in a room that's hidden that's blocked by fire and if you don't do your duty you don't find those npcs you know yeah. and, and maybe you get told at the end that how many made it how many didn't but it's a very smart um idea in sense of level design you know that yes it yeah. is this horror game it is a, a shooter it is first person it is third person but again your element is you're a firefighter and there's fires as well um <laughs> it should really yeah. really be interesting but then you know okay so i always say that the go-to weapon in a horror game is shotgun right because uh, you're yeah. scared you know what i mean like in dead space it was either that the cutter you know, that that one that just completely took limbs <laughs> off. Or like a shotgun, Resident Evil shotgun. It's always yeah. shotguns, right? Um, and it's great because in the next scene, as he obviously ascends stairs, and that we get to truly see how powerful the shotgun is. And again, another no rest period for you because he takes the legs off these enemies and they just start crawling towards you. They're not giving up. They're just absolutely no. going for you. I mean, you... William, you you spoke about how excited you are about the weapons and things like that, but you know the yeah. shotguns you go to, right? You just like if all else um, fails, get the shotgun. <laughs> well, yeah, that. Well, what what weapon would you want when an enemy is like literally about to grab your throat? Is mm, something that right. will literally blow it as far away and in as many pieces as you want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, Alex, again. There's just no mm. gameplay rest, is there, in the combat. You, you take the legs off, it's still coming at you. And it, it was coming at pace as well. It wasn't even going slow. No. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the, the keeping the momentum going, isn't it? I like um, what Team Kill's doing. Uh, keeping you on your toes, you know, seems to be like their, their number one rule. Mm. Um, and I like the different elements that they're just throwing at you. I mean, it's, there's never, like I said, like we mentioned earlier, there's not going to be a respite. And even maybe in that, um, that you um, your different suits, you know, that, that mm-hmm. whatever room that's going to be called um there's not really going to be a time where you can actually just take a quick breather <laughs> you yeah. know what I, mean? Which is what I like i love games that just keep you on your toes like that so mm. yeah, I'm, I'm loving what they're doing and then you mentioned the fire william but we go into a room now that has we see it's, it's an interesting bit of the gameplay demo because there's a lot more fire in this room now uh, he utilizes a water hose which is on the wall shout out to the physics of the actual hose pipe as he pulls yeah. it out, and then um, they really make an effort that the, the developers do to show you the physics-based system as he starts, obviously, moving boxes and destroying furniture and things like that. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be really interesting to see, obviously, with the PS5, um, the use of like the dual, dual sense. how can you get that feel of using the fire hose into mm. your gameplay? And... Um, yeah, that's gonna be a good idea. Yeah, well, obviously, if you've yeah, if you've got dual sense and you've got the 3D audio, having the sound of that fire, you've got the enemies coming at you, the water, it's like this, uh, like, um, flooding of all of all the senses, and you're like, yeah, your controller's shaking and everything else. You're like, what do we do? And like, yeah, yeah, and then all you need is like a group of five or six enemies to run through a fire (laughs) while you're trying to do it. (laughs) While you're trying to figure it all out, yeah. I was going to go into um, 3D audio, Alex, on this next bit. So you now hear an enemy. You don't see it. You hear the enemy first. And then you get a warning um, said to you, which is obviously distance is advised, which is a really neat feature because, again, you've talked about it. This game is to give you that consistent sense of dread. You know, there, there is no rest. There is no safe space. You just even when you're in an elevator, he keeps looking around. You're like something's gonna come, something's gonna happen. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that now again, uh, you're not even looking at an enemy. You're not even in the same room, and you can hear it. You know, you're. I mean, can you imagine that in the 3D audio as oh, well? Okay. Audio, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be insane. Absolutely insane. Um, I mean, especially how <clears throat> the Tempest audio kind of um, not only are we getting a horizontal. Um, uh, visual uh, visualization and mm. audio sample. We're actually getting it vertical as well. You know what I mean? So it really gives you that sense of immersion. Um, I mean, coupled with that, I mean, I was just looking at the hood as well. I mean, is there a pair of lungs in the in the in the uh, the left corner? Yeah, um, the health of, section and the stamina section. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. Yeah, so you've got like what your health, and then you've actually got what how 
how uh, the, the air quality, you know what I mean? Is that going to be determined by the different suits that you wear? You know, is that, is that going to be a, another factor in there? Because <clears throat> if it is, I'm, I'm loving that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you can see a lot of smoke um, in each of the levels. Uh, and you can also see that he is, um, his position as well, he's crouching. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's trying to keep below the actual smoke itself. So mm -hmm. I'm loving all these different elements that they're going to throw in there. And, and yeah. know, obviously, sound as well is going to be um, a big key as well. If you're trying to hear enemies um, against uh, the backdrop of, you know, burning fire, <laughs> you know, it's not really the easiest. Um, but yeah, I like the way they're going to be throwing it all at us uh, for us to try and discern and get through. Hmm. Uh, and the next bit was, oh, fuck it, hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William. That gun. that gun. Oh, my gosh. I really got to that gun. I love that gun. Well, we're almost <laughs> there. Uh, uh, I think the best described as a demented Hellraiser suspended by tentacles. Uh, that's, yeah. you know, how I, how I pictured right. this next enemy in this room. Uh, what am I looking at? What, is, what are we gamers looking at in this room when he obviously finds the NPC on the floor? Um, again, it's really, really cool. Uh, I think the NPC's name is John um, yeah. because his life bar comes up at the bottom as well. Um, but I find it so intriguing that we're advised not to do CPR or to shock John, um, but obviously instead to relocate the body. You know, there's, mm -hmm. I mean, that is such a cool little section. And then William, the bloody Hellraiser starts, you're going to give me the name, but he starts coming towards yeah. you as you're trying to pull another sense of dread on this game but your thoughts on that whole section because it was just trippy as hell yeah no it, it's, it's actually they talked about it earlier um probably a couple of weeks ago uh, mm. when they revealed an image of the enemy um, it's called an impaler at the moment obviously it's not the final name which makes a lot of sense mm. um but um yeah the emily's the em the enemy's programmed similar to you know the boo in super mario yeah. So sort of when you're not looking at it, it's coming towards yeah. you and you turn around yeah. and it stops. Mm -hmm. So it's that, obviously, the constant battle with um, trying to save this NPC, but obviously because you're trying to carry this person, you can't, yeah. you're using all your effort on that, you can't look up as well. So it's that. Um, oh, that's cool. Trying to get that difference between, yeah. oh, right, I've got to pull him to safety, but now I can hear that impaler literally about to stab me oh, so i've got yeah, to look yeah, at it yeah. so it's that um yeah trying to find that balance of what do you do in that moment but obviously um with his tentacles he blocks your path as well so you might be thinking right i'm going to go for that corridor but he could then impale that yeah. path so you're not having to find a new path um oh, so it's quite it's quite intriguing that way because then if he's blocked your path how am i going to get around him will i have to cut open a wall while i'm watching him you know, yeah. having to keep a look. So it's that whole, it's changing that gameplay again. You've got like an FPS and then it's sort of, yeah. Mm, and it brings that element again, back to being a firefighter. Like you're sitting no matter what, no matter what the danger is, you're saving yeah. people, aren't you? Um, and then Alex, we want you wanted us yeah. to talk about it. He gets into the elevator, he pushes the button, the enemies are coming. Oh, yes. And then out oh, comes yes. a prototype weapon. You know, which is absolutely, I was going crazy in my reaction video. Yeah. Your thoughts on that web? It looked like it was building some antimatter. You know what I mean? It was going oh. absolutely crazy. It was going absolutely insane. Oh my gosh. It looked like something that Doc Brown would have like created. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen that scenario. Uh, but yeah, man, I think that awesome. That weapon looks freaking awesome, man. And you can just see the way it's like gathering momentum, you know, at the same time it's building all that charge of plasma and it's just ripping through the enemies. I mean, that just looks freaking phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and the effects as well, you know, the burning effects, you know, as each one of them like expire, uh, looks really good. You know what I mean? And this, and this is only the demo. Bloody hell, man! I mean, oh, and the fact is that the um, you, you can see it's like building up a massive charge, and it looks like the whole thing is just going to explode, and obviously then it ends. But mm. I just can't wait to just get my hands on this game. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just looks like something that I need to play. You know what I mean? Just to see yeah. exactly what their head spaces are because they're just taking so many lefts on a lot of things, you know. And I think it's going to create like a nice, unique experience. I mean, the the firefighter element as well. I don't mm. think it's been done before. I mean, I may be wrong, but I haven't played a game in FPS like that. I mean, the fact is that they're using the um, the infrared cameras, you know, the flare, you know what I mean? And like, and obviously we talked about the different enemies here, which have, uh, which don't seem that they have any body temperature. I mean, how is that going to be detected 
when you're in a room full of smoke. Yeah, true. You know? And like you're thinking, whoa, what? How the hell am I going to get through this? So they're throwing a lot of little uh, elements there, which is, like I said, it's just going to keep the gameplay on their toes. So, and I can't wait to to dive into it really. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what what are you looking? forward to like especially what's the key element that you was really drawing you to this game um it's mainly been um the enemy types really um yeah. just just looking at like we've had a from a previous gameplay we've seen um sort of a boss battle um yeah. so that's what i'm really looking for and that's what i really enjoyed the most in say like doom and dead space is coming across those absolutely humongous grotesque boss enemies that are like multi-layered um that's what i'm really intrigued to see next is that that next step in um what they've got designed yeah. uh, is just as you say we're like we've literally only seen like a tiny sliver of what the the full game's going to be so yeah yeah that's um yeah. i think that's what we've been missing it i think with um it's like we've been a really good brand new horror ip yeah it's what we've been we've been needing it for so long very um, true yeah, yeah and like um i was so gutted when it got to the when dead space 3 was released and then the um visceral studios um packed up shop and he just like oh what what i want another dead space but i'm not going to get it what we're we going to wait for now and this has literally just been like here you go here is yeah. that next game you need yeah definitely yeah. and then William, what's the name of the prototype weapon? Yeah. Um, I, I can't even remember what the, the name was. Uh, GU, Prototype Do, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I don't know the actual name of it, but um, I'll ask them and I'll try and get it. Yeah, it's an absolutely oh, yeah. crazy weapon. But obviously, yeah. when it hits its maximum charge, uh, the screen obviously goes out, it fades to white with the weapon doing so at the same time. Obviously, that's when the demo finishes. We get the splash screen. Obviously, PlayStation 5, uh, PlayStation 4, and Xbox Series S and X. Um, obviously, they do the information about the GoFundMe, which we'll get to in a bit. And then uh, a, a message comes up saying, soon all animations will be replaced with mocap versions. Mm -hmm. Give us some more detail on that, William. Um, so... Um... Basically, they've just been doing standard animations for all the enemies and everything else. But now they've got the opportunity to, um, from the GoFundMe, they've been able to purchase um, the mocap suit. So they're able to now fully animate um, the Jacob and all the different characters. They can, Because uh, I think that was one of the biggest um, comments I think I saw from the gameplay was people mentioned about the animations being... Um, quite sluggish with some of the enemy types, but obviously it's a game very early in development still. Um, but obviously this will add um, again that next layer of finish to the game. Uh, so and they've been also doing the mocap for the weapons and how they behave as well. So it's been really great to see the amount of detail they're going into hmm. yeah, the, of the game. Definitely, yeah. definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and then, yeah, so, I mean, what was your... before? We've got some uh, listener questions. Obviously, when we when I tweeted out that we were going to do this episode, some people obviously asked questions, which we'll answer in a second. But, uh, William, what was your thoughts overall on the 18-minute um, demo? What was your, you know, your biggest likes or if you had any dislikes? Um, I, th I think probably the biggest surprise was obviously that third person. Um, as you say, like what literally mid fight zoomed out instantly, dead space vibes, and like what that was just the I was just like that was just crazy. And as and as we said earlier, on, like the, the opportunities to, to change the game, the gameplay by yourself. You could play the entire game first person, or you can play it third person. I think that was just the biggest um, surprise for me, and my, probably my biggest like. Um, and with the dislikes, really, I, I don't think there's anything I really dislike about it, to be honest. I think, um, as I said, like most of the comments about the um, dislikes currently from what everyone's been seeing is obviously it's an unfinished game. So obviously some things aren't going to be as polished as what they will be. Mm. So it's, it's um, yeah, I, I, think it's been, I think it's quite hard to find any dislikes with it. I, I'm absolutely loving everything they're showing. And... Um, 
as I say, every time they've released the gameplay, they've shown us more and more and more. So, yeah, I, I legitimately can't wait to see that next, that next show, that they, whatever they've got to show, and just show that next level. It just makes me want to buy that game even more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, Alex, what was your thoughts on the, the demo and your obviously your biggest like? Uh, biggest like, uh, yeah, just echoing what William said, really. Um, third person uh, was definitely one that I loved. Um, the weapons, uh, the fact is that it was a, it's a game which, um, or it's, a, it's yeah, it's a brand new addition to the genre, isn't it? And it's there's been a massive gap, you know, what I mean, which has been especially for original um, titles. You know, I mean, we've had sequels upon plenty, you know, and like, it's like, come on, what are we going to have new, which is going to kind of set the trend and define where we're going into the next generation. And um, I mean, obviously, Xbox has uh, got Halo and that's just going to be, you know, Halo again. Um, but the fact is that uh, Quantum Era is coming out with a completely new angle. Uh, and like you mentioned, there's going to be like, what potentially um, enough material for free, free games, you know, what I mean, like a free uh, free edition story arc. Um, I'm loving that aspect. You know what I mean? The fact is that they're actually thinking about the story, like three games ahead. Yeah. You know? So it just means that they're, <clears throat> and especially the, the the games that they're likening it to. I mean, these are all top quality games, whether it's maybe a Solid, a Halo, or even Dead Space. I mean, these are quality games. So to even put your name, you know, amongst those greats. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the big shoes to fill, but I'm, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't seem it's going to be um, much of an issue for them to, <laughs> to actually... No, not at all. Because mm. It's looking really good. I mean, yeah. the special effects, the animations, even down to the minute detail, you know, as it's driving through the sand dunes and you can see the, you know, the sand, like, rippling through, you know, with the wind, and it's all in, you know, in its unique directions. I mean, I like little elements like that, and it's a nice little touch, uh, not to mention the the craziness um, that is the uh, the enemies and <laughs> the weapons. Oh my god, I can't keep talking about the weapons enough. I mean, that rail gun at the end is just phenomenal. I really can't wait to get my hands on that. So yeah, yeah. that's just a few few things that I like about the game. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we've got uh, two questions here. Um, Alfie from Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. I said Baltimore. Then Alfie from Baltimore. <laughs> Which games do you think are inspirations? For Quantum Error, I see a lot of Dead Space. Obviously, we spoke about that a lot, yeah. but I mean, he, the developers mentioned that the story, you know, Metal Gear Solid is a big inspiration for them. You know, Halo in terms of the the world and the level yeah. design and everything that it's built in. But do you see any other gameplay elements to it? Um, I definitely think Doom is um, obviously a big influence, um, yeah. especially that um, the. Like the jetpack gameplay, jumping about the mm. fluid, the fluid gunplay, definitely reminiscent of Doom, especially with the ammo pickups as well. Um, just for trying me, to think about. Well, for me, it was funny because when he got to that outside bit, I mentioned Doom, but then I also mentioned Red Faction. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The game, I was getting very Red Faction vibes from it not not majorly but still you know the, the the comparison is i think anything in space is going to have some sort of comparison but i really did look at it and think uh oh this looks very red faction like you know in a sense it reminds me of red faction um yeah. you know and then yeah you mentioned it there as well mentioned in the live reaction doom you know you, you can't anything that's uh has a gun and space you you have to put doom in yeah. there you know but i mean the developer said it best you know the fact that they've gone in the story and it is very me detailed like metal gear you know multiple layers to the story which is great and it's a unique setting and i love the fact that it's outside and not just inside you know it gives me that alien isolation like because alien isolation was 16 hours of uh, the same old corridors and then yeah like you know three hours of just these expansive outdoor areas which really you know were the best bits of the game. So I like the fact that Quantum Era um, has this. Alex, do you see anything, maybe a film or something that you see inspirational, you see a bit of it in Quantum Era? Uh, I think we've, we've touched on all of them, really. I mean, even the games that they've already liked in themselves or what they're aspiring to, uh, to yeah. recreate. Um, but yeah, like like you mentioned before, Aliens you know, is an obvious one. Um, I don't know, even some Men in Black with the crazy weapons that they got yeah. there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's it's looking like it's going to be a, a smasher. 
you know, and like the fact that they're going to be upgrading pretty much everything from the mocap to, you know, not just the motions of the actual uh, the characters, but the weapons as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 ingredients for a very good looking game, mm, very different game, and unique and unique in the angle that they're going down. And the fact that you use that axe as well to like break through to different areas, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like those unique um, aspects of it because you don't see that every day. So. Yeah. You fire, um, firefighters and loving it, so yeah, it's good. Uh, H2O Harry uh, DM'd in uh, favorite thing about the game so far. So, this is not just including the 18 minute, this is everything from a year ago to now. William, I'm gonna chuck no, actually, William, we're gonna come to you last on that one, right? Uh, I think for me, it's actually what happened, what I noticed in the 18 minute gameplay is the speed, it's not frenetic, it's not moving around like 60 frames speed jumping around like being able to just move at crazy pace it is measured movement you know mm. so which adds to the to, to the the stress <laughs> of playing that yeah. game you know because it is a horror game it is a violent game in that sense it is supposed to make you feel claustrophobic it is supposed to make you feel like you know this is uh tight spaces and Everything is supposed to scare you and try and kill you, and the speed that the uh, that um, Jacob moves around in is perfect. Because I was just like, I really like. Because at first I did look at it, and I think okay, it's moving quite slow, but then it took you know time to realize. Okay, he's, I like that. I like the style of it, you know. Um, and it's it's just great because you, you can imagine the amount of stuff you're carrying. Hopefully, there is a weight system in there, like you mentioned, Alex, because yeah. that will really change it up on how what you're carrying in sections of the game and stuff because you've got to start mm. thinking about what you're going to carry in your inventory but that's my favorite thing of the game so far is the fact that it is it, the game and the developers they understand what the game is so you move like that and it adds to the appeal of that game for me um but yeah cannot wait alex your favorite thing not just from the 18 minute but overall of quantum era so far Overall, um, I mean, I think I smashed it before. Um, I think, um, you know, the first thing that really pricked my attention was the uh, remember the reveal trailer, like the first time we ever watched, yeah, um, last year. <clears throat> that grabbed my attention. I mean, yeah, the fact that it was all really slow pace and it was, you know, you're just drawing your attention ever more into the center of the uh, into the action. Um, <laughs> like the, the ray trace of the hand left right sensor right really good um but then you know that right at the very end of that first trailer and you just had that onslaught of all those yeah. zombies or enemies that was just like whoa <laughs> yes that's the way you end the trailer isn't it? on a massive high like what the fuck are you gonna do in this situation <laughs> you know yeah. you've got a room full of zombies like busting through a door in a very narrow corridor in an area that you know that you have no control over so you mean puppets that's a great you mean a, you mean They're a hole full of puppets, yeah? A hole <laughs> of puppets. Uh, William, your favourite thing about Quantum Era to date? Um, I, I think, as you mentioned, with the, that initial trailer, I think it's all to do with the atmosphere and that mm. the different layers of fear. And I think, obviously, with that graphical jump that now we've got with the next-gen systems, it allows for that you to question every single little thing that you see. So you might just catch a glimpse of something and immediately your brain starts racing. You're thinking, what the hell have I seen? And it's that constant, especially when you go to that first door, the lights flicker, the door like screams open and you're getting like seven or eight puppets running at you. Yeah. It's it's that, mm. yeah, it's just that over, that sickening atmosphere. I think okay. if they, if they can get that through, the entire game, that constant dread and worry, I think, yeah, it'd be an absolutely another game to add to that horror library. I think, yeah, when you're naming those classics, you, you're naming Quantum Era. Mm. Well, Alex, you're gonna love this. So, uh, Games Radar released an interview that they had with the developers of Team Kill Media, and there's a specific section about <laughs> PS5 and obviously what it has to offer for the game. So I'm going to quickly read it out for you. We are building the okay. game to take advantage of the SSD speed to offer a seamless experience with minimal interruption to the player. With the DualSense controller, the feel of each weapon will be different. We're also mm. implementing 3D audio to bring the environments to life and working on 
120 frames per second mode that we currently feel pretty positive about. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> nice, nice. That's just going to be lush. You know what I mean? That's just through my ears, I'm sure, to all FPS fans around the world, man. I mean, 120 is just, it's just these speed. I mean, 120 and faster. I mean, anything above 60 is like, you know, it's just premium. But and a game like this, oh, and like the Tempest Audio and like the fact that they're incorporating the PS5. I mean, all that just says to me is that Xbox really needs to step up in terms of what they're going to be offering uh, to their fans. But at the same time, um, it's yeah, I think they're setting themselves up to have um, a really uh, significant uh, addition to the genre. Um, and I do hope that they um, they take their time with it. Not too long, you know, because I really yeah. want to play it. But I do hope that they just make sure that it's it's polished, you know, because they've, they've got something here. They've really got something special. Mm-hmm. William, your thoughts on obviously they, they they want to utilize everything that the PS5 has to offer. We know it's coming to other formats and stuff, which is great. But I have a question for you: Do you think that with it being on PlayStation Four, it's not living up to its full potential on PS5? Um, I don't. I don't think it will live it. I think you will get a very similar experience mm. across all the different systems and it's always to do with um the technical limitations in horror mm-hmm. is it, it it's never limited it's never stopped the horror aspect of a game it, when you think to those ps1 horror games i still think um silent hill and yeah. that first corridor you go down you see the dead body in the fence hmm. that obviously the technology was obviously so limited back then yet you can still create such a visceral horror experience and i think um obviously as the technical aspect gets improved and well really obviously really fast at the moment you've got to be so detailed with how you do horror because there's nothing holding you back now yeah so it has to work a hundred percent if you're going to get that horror aspect yeah and I think if you're, you know, whether you're playing on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, you're going to get a great game nonetheless. It's something definitely to look out for. And I definitely advise you to go and have a look at more gameplay videos and information, which you can do uh, on YouTube. Just go obviously search for the Team Kill Media channel, Twitter at Team Kill Media and at Quantum underscore Error, Instagram at Team Kill Media. Um, but there's also an opportunity for you to get something really, really unique with Quantum Error. And if you go to, obviously, GoFundMe and search for Quantum Error, you have options where you could actually become an NPC in the game. How crazy is that, right? Obviously, there's other options where you can um, get physical copies of the game on launch and every single person who helps support the project on GoFundMe also gets put into the credits of a game. Have you ever wanted your name in the credits of a video game? It's a great opportunity, but go onto the site. So go to GoFundMe, uh, search Quantum Error. You'll see a lot of information. As William mentioned earlier, the support that uh, us gamers have given, the developers have allowed them to buy a motion capture suit um, to really enhance the game. It's a very unique game. There's nothing else like it that's currently announced, which is really, really cool. William, what about yourself? Obviously, you've been an avid supporter of Quantum Era. Where can all the listeners obviously find you and keep up to date with all the Quantum Era news from your side? Um, so I, my Twitter is at error underscore quantum. I know, very creative. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so literally, I just go over every single little tidbit of information that comes out. I try and collect it all and put it all together. So you'll find stuff about the story that we already know. We've know a few tidbits that I don't think's been released mm. anywhere else, um, especially on the official Twitters as well. And um, we often the developers are really, really. It's if you want a question answered, literally, you just tweet them anything you want to know about the game. And obviously, it's not story and everything like detailed, but if you want to know something, they'll get they get back to you straight away. And I think that's a really fantastic thing to do as a game developer. Like, 
if you're looking at big games like Resident Evil Village coming out soon, there's literally been no information at all. But being able to speak to the developers like at any time really, it's been it's it it just makes you uh, appreciate that game even more. Mm, definitely. And if obviously anybody wants to chat to you directly about video games, horror games in general, shares passions mm-hmm. with you on those games, what's your where can they reach you? Uh, mine is uh, at Will Pink, all one word. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I generally just share um, everything horror based on PlayStation, really. Nice, nice. It's it's a great time um, to be a horror fan, you know. And again, look up Quantum Error, hit the GoFundMe page for some unique opportunities as well. But shout out to Team Kill Media, um, Four Brothers who are putting this, you know, challenging project together that, you know, let's support them. Let's encourage them. They're doing great, uh, in such a competitive market as well, you know, um, of course, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt, we're impressed to date. And, um, but please don't go into that radio silence that you did, uh, after your initial reveals, we want to, we want to know more. We want to see more as well. We're really, really excited. Thank you guys for um, obviously everything you've shown us so far. And William, thank you very much for joining us this evening. And we definitely can get you back on when there's more uh, quantum error things to talk about. But I mean, if you had to sum up quantum error in one word, how would you do it? Oh, that's a really tough one. Let's have a think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Let's go with. Let's go into visceral. Nice. Nice. It's, nice. It's just, yeah, it's just that over arc of all that, all your senses in one horror. It's been, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Alex, if you had to sum it up in one word so far. Um, yeah, can you hear me okay? Yep. Um, I think it would be uh, fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> cheat, cheat. I think for me, it's just one word dread. Yeah, that's oh, it. I just all I feel as I watch that gameplay right demo. So they're, they're doing they're, they're doing it right. But uh, listeners, thank you very much for listening. Um, again, we will put all the information for Team Kill Media, Quantum Error, and William on the podcast episode description, so you can access it straight from there, as well as a link to the GoFundMe page for Quantum Error and a link to the 18-minute gameplay trailer, so you can see what we were talking about as well. William, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, and as I mentioned before, we'll definitely get you back on when another show that, comes on. That's uh, perfect. That's been an honour. No, thank you very much. No problem. Sure. Alex, I will give you the final word. Um, <clears throat> take care of each other, because that's all we got. Nice. I think that's nice. a nice way to wrap it up. <laughs> I love how you ended on such a positive note after talking about one of the, the batshit craziest like, oh, games we've got, great. right? Visceral, you know what I mean? I mean, come on, let's just go. <laughs> <laughs>